Well, good morning, church. It's so good to be with you again. And uh, we're here to study the Word of God uh, together. Just to let you know that um, we just pray that God will keep you safe and keep you well and that you constantly in our prayers because we need God to help us in these days. Um, we're just going to start a new series now for a few weeks on how to build strong relationships. And so my subject today is the power of relationships. But first, before we look into that, I'd like us just to pray and ask God's blessing on his word together. Let's pray. Father, we just come in Jesus' name. We thank you that we don't have just a religion, but we have a relationship with Christ. And that relationship will affect all of our other relationships. So help us as we study your word. Speak to preacher and hearer alike, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about the power of relationships. You know, in Genesis 2.18, God said, it's not good for man to dwell alone. And although we see that primarily in the context of a marriage, I think it applies to every area of our lives. We need to have and build good, strong relationships, Christian relationships, because then they become dynamic and powerful in helping us to be the people that God wants us to be. Some while ago I saw a film called Castaway where Tom Hanks is stranded on an island and he's entirely on his own and he spends his time speaking to a volleyball and uh, that's, not very, um, that's not very helpful really but the compulsion to have somebody to speak with and somebody to relate with is, of course, a very healthy thing. Um, some while ago, I was reading Rick Warren's book, book The Purpose Driven Life, and he was saying that he'd sat beside the bedside of many people as they were passing into eternity. And he smiled when he said, you know, no one has asked me if I could bring their certificates or if I bring their medals or if I could bring their gold watch or the picture of their latest car. All they wanted in those moments was people that they had good relationship with, friends, family, people that they loved and were dear to them. And it shows us the power of good Christian relationships. And I believe that's what God has for us. I guess this is one of the things that has been quite difficult for us over COVID-19 because we've been unable to have the same kind of relationships that we would like to have and as much as it's lovely to talk with people on the telephone and I've spoken to so many of you uh, and been so happy to do so it's not quite the same as being together because we need that tangible connection we need those relationships that help us and build us and make us strong and so this series that we're looking at is talking about how we build good healthy strong christian relationships you see these relationships are god's plan for our lives he said it's not good for man to dwell alone we need those relationships 
And I believe that God brings people into our pathway. God brings people across our lives and we will enter into those people with different levels of relationship. But I believe that's God's plan for us. He brings people across our pathways so that we can uh, see them and we can connect with them and relate with them and we will build relationships and we should look to do that. You see, there are four different levels of relationships. And uh, there are acquaintances, people that we mix with, we meet every day, we just chat to, we may have some fun, a laugh, we may pass the time of day. But there's no commitment in any way. They are just acquaintances. The next level of relationship is friendship. And that's usually people who like to do the same things or have the same background or enjoy being involved in the same things. And, and that can be two or three. It can be a group of people who are friends together. And, and there can be different levels of that friendship, of course. Then there's another level, and I would like to call that companionship. And, and that might be where perhaps there's a married couple, or perhaps there are people in an exclusive relationship together. They are real companions, soulmates, real companions. And they help one another and serve one another. As I was growing up as a kid, there was a, a couple of um, ladies in our church who had never married. And uh, they shared a home together, and they were companions. One lady, name was Josie, lovely lady, she had a wooden leg, and uh, she was very charismatic, very outgoing. And, um, and the other lady, her name was, was, was Josie, and, and she uh, was quiet and um, thoughtful and godly and careful. But together they were companions. They actually started a Sunday school in Southall amongst the Indian children. And many of the Indian boys and girls came to give their heart to Jesus through the ministry of this lovely, lovely couple. They were a godly couple and they served the Lord together. They were companions. There was an exclusive relationship. But you know, there's another level and this to me is the most important level. This is the highest level of relationship. This is what the Bible calls koinonia. That is fellowship. And it speaks of those who share together in the depths of their faith. Who can discuss the scriptures together. Who can pray together. Who love one another in a close way and a close friendship. And this is the highest level of fellowship. It builds your soul. It builds your spirit. It strengthens you from within. It enables you to become the man of God and the woman of God that God wants you to become. This is the highest level of relationship and we call it fellowship. Malachi 3.16 says, Then those that love the Lord spoke often together, and a book of remembrance was written, and the Lord hearkened to their prayers. I want to tell you, that's a wonderful kind of relationship. The New Testament version, of course, of that is Acts 2.42, where it says that the, the disciples met together in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in breaking of bread, prayer. Again, it's that koinonia, that fellowship that God has for each one of us. 
Uh, and I believe this is the fundamental strength for our life. Whether it's friendship, whether it's companionship, we should always look to reach that place of intimate fellowship with one another and with God that builds us up from within and strengthens us from within. This is the power of relationship that God has for us. That relationship, of course, must always come out of our relationship with God. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind and your strength. And then he says, your neighbour as yourself. In other words, our love for others, our relationship for others is best served out of a good relationship with God himself. That's what the scripture says. And we build that kind of relationship together. Some while ago I read a book and a school teacher had invited all of the children in her class to write to prominent members of society and ask them what their favourite Bible verse or Bible passage was. And many of the prominent characters responded to uh, the children's letters and one of them was Prince Charles. And he said that his favourite passage in the Bible was the Sermon on the Mount, and in particular, what we now call the Golden Rule. <laughs> that is, do unto others as you would have them do to you. And that is just good advice in trying to build a strong and a meaningful relationship. But maybe... I'd like to take that even a little bit farther and say in building relationships that are going to come to that fellowship level of depth and strength and godliness, we need to treat other people the way God treats us, with love, with care and forgiveness. Beloved, if you treat other people the way God has treated you, you will have no difficulty in building meaningful and strong relationships that will in turn make you strong. I was just thinking this week as I was preparing, um, Lynn and I have been together for over 50 years now, if you include our, our courtship time, and um, we, we don't know really any other life other than being together. And when we married, I loved her to bits, and she loved me, and I still love her to bits, and she loves me. And we have tried in our marriage, it's not a perfect marriage, but it's a very, very good marriage. But you know what has helped make it strong is that we have shared God together. We share prayer together. We share the word of God together. We love to sit down and talk about the scriptures and talk about what God is saying to us. And it builds us up from within. And it means that I want to treat Lynn according to the scriptures. I know she wants to treat me according to the scriptures. And that has created a bond that is strong, that is loving, that is caring, that I'm proud of and also thankful for. But our relationship with others will inevitably come out of our relationship with God. But our relationship with God will be strengthened by a godly relationship with those that are around us. So I'm just going to give you a little insight into three relationships that I have had. And it maybe give you a little insight into 
relationships that you could develop for yourself. So the first one I want to talk to you today about is very simply um, a relationship of mutual need. Proverbs 17, 17 says very clearly that a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Beloved, the truth is we all go through adversity. We all go through different times. We all struggle with things sometimes. We all have difficulties. Sometimes it's a bit difficult to think of building a relationship with somebody who's going through a real bad time or somebody who's down or depressed or in difficulties. We somehow think people like that may not be the best people to build a relationship with. But I want to say sometimes they are the best. And as you give yourself to them, they give their self to you. Even though you both have needs, that way you build one another up. You become strong together in the things of God. I remember when I planted my church over in Feltham, there was a couple that joined me, and particularly the man that joined me and was working with me in that church. And we were so different. We couldn't be any different. I mean, I left school at 15. I had no qualifications. Most of what I did, I did with my hands. It was practical, that kind of stuff. He was a Cambridge graduate. He was well-educated. He was an academic. He was extremely clever. But, you know, there were two areas of need. One, sadly, he was a manic depressive. And he would spend sometimes months in the year in a mental hospital under heavy drug therapy and despite the fact he was a godly man and knew and understood the scriptures so well it was just such difficult times for him me i was a young pastor green at the gills and trying to work out how to be a pastor and how to build a church but you know somehow my need and his need came together and together we worked and we had that koinonia fellowship. We built love one for another. We prayed for one another. We shared with one another. We wept together. Uh, and we knew God together. He strengthened me and I strengthened him. I was just speaking to his wife just recently. She's 92 years of age. And she said to me, Steve, I still remember coming to the hospital, to the mental hospital, wondering how I could encourage Charles. And I would see you sitting there on the bench praying with him or walking around the lane and talking to him and encouraging him she said and I knew that it was going to be okay when I met Charles because you'd spent time with him and were helping him friends we had such a powerful relationship such a lovely relationship and he helped me and I helped him and together we helped build a church together in Jesus name I want to tell you need shouldn't be a thing to keep us apart Sometimes that need can bring us together. And for Charles and I, sadly he's passed away now. But we had that koinonia fellowship, that fellowship in the gospel, that fellowship in faith, that fellowship in the word of God, that highest level of fellowship that strengthened me, that strengthened him. And together we worked together and we were able, despite all of the difficulties, to build something for God. Let me encourage you, when you see people in need, it may just be the way that God will use you to build a meaningful relationship 
that will bless you and bless that other person, build up your faith and strengthen one another in Jesus' name. A relationship out of mutual need. We love the Lord. We spoke often together and a book of remembrance was written. And I'm so thankful to God for that. But then there's another kind of relationship that I want to talk to you about, and that's what I call the relationship of peers. People are on the same level who share the same things and are uh, not necessarily in need, but, but they are peers together. And of course we enter the story of Paul and Silas and they're in prison and they're singing praise, praise to God. They've just been flogged but they're still praising the Lord. And, and, and Paul and Silas were travelling companions. Silas had joined Paul on his second missionary journey and they travelled together, they preached together, they prayed together, they extended the kingdom of God together. And they were peers, they worked together. Uh, and together they built strength into their lives and strength that would minister to other people because of that relationship and companionship that they had. Reminds me a little bit of my relationship with Dave Playle. I met Dave Playle probably about 45 years ago, something like that, I think. And we just talked and shared together and, and he was a pastor and I was a young pastor and and we began to pray together and think together and eventually I invited him to uh, my church to come and preach and, and, um, and he's been here at, at Emmanuel on, um, on, on numbers of occasions so you will know him. If you were watching Facebook devotion this week it was Dave Plough that did a devotion for us this week which is lovely. But he was a godly man and we worked together. We had that koinonia fellowship we minister to one another. He said to me one day, he said, Steve, I've learned more about pastoral life and pastoral work from you than I've learned from anyone else. And you know, I learned so much from Dave as he ministered into my life. And we would pray together, we would talk together, we would share together. I'll tell you something, you need friends like this. Lynn and I were going through a tough time and uh, I was doing a building program in the church, so I was away from home a lot more than I should have been. And um, I wasn't really paying the attention I should have done to Lynn and to the family. I was just so focused on getting this building program finished. And Lynn came to the stage where she just had enough. And she said to me one day, she said, Steve, I'm calling Dave. And she phoned him, Dave, and, and Dave was living in Manchester. And he dropped everything and came down straight away, sat down and talked with us. He told me stuff that I didn't want to hear. He told me that what I was doing was not acceptable, that I needed to change my life. And I didn't want to hear that, I'm telling you. Uh, if it had been anyone other than Dave, I probably would have dismissed it. But because it was Dave, because of that relationship of peers together, I took notice of what he said. And I changed what I was doing. And it helped Lynn, it helped myself. Actually, I did smile a little bit because on another occasion we were with Dave and we were in a restaurant in Richmond. We were having this meal uh, and Lynn was still a bit annoyed with me about things and so she was talking to Dave and she said, Dave, Steve's doing this and this and this and I don't think it's helping our relationship. And I still remember Dave looking at Lynn and saying, Lynn, give him a break, will you? <laughs> And I was so glad. But you know, you need 
a relationship with godly people like that who can speak into your life. And I would encourage you to search for relationships, pray about relationships that are people on the same level with you, that, that can share with your life, that you can speak into their life, they can speak into your life. And I know with Dave and Rosemary, we spoke often together because we love the Lord and it built strength into my soul and it built strength into Dave. Hallelujah. Even when I was thinking of coming here to be a pastor at Lee, Dave was one of the one I prayed with and talked to. And he was able to say to me, Steve, I feel God is telling you to go to Lee. And here I am. And thank God because I've loved every bit of it. And I loved every one of you. But that strength and that help comes out of a relationship. I want to tell you, beloved, there is power in godly relationships when you reach that koinonia fellowship one with another perhaps the last thing I'd like to say to you today is that some relationships are of course temporary and uh, 2 Timothy 4 verse 10 Paul is saying that Demas has forsaken him having loved this present world Chrysostom says that Demas was put off by the death threats and the possible death situation that Paul was heading towards and he wanted a bit of an easier life than that the Bible says he loved this present world and the relationship between Paul and Demas obviously came to an end and the reality of life is not all relationships last forever some come for a while and sometimes you just have to let them go and leave them in God's hands. Sometimes people move on, sometimes they move away, sometimes relationships change, and not all relationships will last forever. You know, I worked with a, a guy once, and uh, he became my associate pastor, and uh, was with me for about seven years. And he was a good preacher, he was a strong leader, he was a great guy. I'm telling you, we had some fun together, we really did. The church grew, we shared the scriptures, we loved one another. It was just, just great time. I, I, I remember those times with, with, with great affection. One day a lady came into the church, into the service, and we didn't know, but she was a reporter. And afterwards she said to us, I'd like to do an article for the local paper on you two and the church. So we said, okay. And she came down to interview us and, um, and took a picture of us. And uh, she wrote an article. And when the article came about, it was a full middle two-page spread. And in the middle of it was a great big picture of a banner with Jesus is Lord. And uh, my colleague and I shaking hands together across this banner. And underneath, underneath the, the, was the caption, Young vicars seek to dispel musty church image. <laughs> and it made us laugh. It really made us laugh. And, uh, but it was a, a brilliant article, two pages about the church. People came and joined the church because of it. We had great time together, great fun together, ministered together. And I remember those times with great joy. After some while, he moved on, took up his own church and did a great work for God. He actually climbed the, the, the ladder of, of position in AOG as well. Um, but sadly, he's no longer in the ministry. And I'm not sure he even attends church now. 
And it's kind of with some sadness. Although, of course, my heart is always open for fellowship and for friendship with him. Although, maybe that deep fellowship wouldn't be possible anymore. And the truth is that not all friendships will last. But we should always keep our heart open. Let the love of God flow from our lives for relationships to be restored, if they can be restored. And we should look towards that. But the truth is, not all friendships last forever. I'm just reminded that Jesus said on one occasion to his disciples, I have not called you servants, but I've called you friends. A servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. And it's out of that friendship with Jesus comes our ministry to others and our relationship with others. What a wonderful thing. Do you remember the words, what a friend we have in Jesus? All our sins and griefs to bear. I want to tell you, and out of that comes a relationship and a fellowship with other believers that builds strength into our soul, strength into our spirit, makes us what God wants us to be. Eleanor Roosevelt, President Roosevelt's wife, once said, many people walk in and out of your life, but only true friends leave a footprint on your heart. I want to tell you, the people that I've spoken to you about today have left a footprint in my heart. They've made me stronger in God stronger in my faith, stronger in fellowship, stronger in all that God wants me to be. And I believe and pray that in some similar way, I have also left a footprint on the heart of other people that I have ministered to because we have enjoyed not just friendship or companionship, but that deep spiritual koinonia fellowship in God. My encouragement, all of you today, is don't just settle where you are. Seek out relationships. Seek out friendship. Build strength into your life. But always aim to have that spiritual koinonia, that fellowship that builds you and those around you to become the men and women that God wants you to become. C.H. Spurgeon once said, a tree on its own in the meadow becomes prone to the wind and to the storm and to the tempest. But trees together in a forest can laugh at even the severest hurricane. And that's why God wants us to build relationship and have fellowship because together we can stand against all the wiles of the enemy. Together, we can become strong in God. Together, we share the things of God together and a book of remembrance is written. That's why we keep encouraging you to join a Life Connect group because it's in Life Connect group you share the scriptures, you share prayer, you share in love, you share in fellowship. It's in that way you build strength into your soul and strength into your spirit. It builds you up to be the men and women that God wants us to be. God help us in Jesus' name. C.H. Spurgeon finishes his quote by saying, Our social element, 
our relationships are the genius of Christianity. What is the genius? Strong relationships in the things of God that make us strong for his glory. I pray that God will help you to build the right kind of relationships. Choose the right people. Choose godly people. Build strength into your life and in other people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Let's pray together. Father, as we've just looked into your word today, as we've looked at the truth of scripture, we've looked at the fact that you want us to build relationships together. As those that love you, we want to speak often together about the things of God that a book of remembrance might be written. God, help us to build such relationships. Help us to value them. Help us to be strong in them. And help us to hold on to them as much as we can. Lord, bless this whole fellowship of Emmanuel Church. Keep your hands on us during this COVID time. And help us still not to let go of our relationships one with another, even this difficult time. Because, Lord, we know that's what makes us strong in God and strong in our faith and strong against the works of the enemy. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening.